Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here they come to the stripe. Richard Petty's STP Oldsmobile. Waltrip dives to the inside. Petty almost put him off in the grass, and Richard Petty will win. Yeah, I mean, he's the best racer ever was. Most wins. It's Richard Petty by a foot. Petty wins his 200th career NASCAR victory. Well, without Richard Petty, where would the sport be? He's a king. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. He's coming down toward the finish line. Will he make it? Motor Racing Network presents Richard Petty, Road to Royalty. The winner of the World. World 600, Richard Petty. He's always got something funny to say, always got a story. Ladies and gentlemen, this crowd is going wild at Daytona as Petty takes the checkered flag and wins. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome to part three of our series, Richard Petty Road to Royalty. In this 10-part series on MRN.com, we're celebrating the life and achievements of the king of stock car racing, Richard Petty. This week... We go back 50 years to 1967. On television, viewers were glued to their TV sets to see shows like Bonanza, Bewitched, and The Andy Griffith Show. The first Super Bowl was held at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum between the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. At the box office, movies like The Dirty Dozen, Cool Hand Luke, and The Graduate were among some of the popular. The Beatles released one of their most successful albums that year, with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And in NASCAR, Richard Petty was having the greatest season. No one really knows when Richard Petty became the king of stock car racing, but some people think it started in 1967. That year, Petty scored 27 wins, including 10 wins in a row. That was over half the races that season. Petty's crew chief, Dale Edmond, said the hardest part about that season was knowing that someday the success was going to run out. 1967 was big, and, you know, uh, you got to count that. And then people asked you, what about winning 10 in a row? It was just the big hurt on that part was knowing someday you was going to lose. So we we actually went about two months, you know, and didn't lose a race. You know, So if you do the math on it, I and, uh But, you know, I realize now that racing is altogether different from what it what it is today but it's what it was then and we we took advantage of what we had then we got uh, we got an entry blank and we knew we had to go so we went and done the best we could the car was a 1966 plymouth and its success started the year before the history of this car this would start in life as a 1966 plymouth and we went to daytona and won the race in it and we run it like uh, i think i won eight or nine other races with that car that year and then we came back to daytona in uh 67 and we had a brand new car run good and all that but i think we run it four races and only four races we fell out of that year was that car the car always run good it was just i told dale they didn't have a good personality so uh we converted this car and just i think it changed the grill and the tail lights or something and made a 67 out of it and so that ran all the races except four 
and we was able to win 27 races with that particular car, plus the Daytona race when it was a 66, plus seven, eight races uh, when it was a 66. So, I mean, that, that car has got, <laughs> that is the car. Okay, I mean, that's, of all the cars that I've ever had, even though we won a lot of races, other cars, that that's the thing that really seemed in my career, and that's when they started calling you the king and all that kind of stuff. So, um, as far as in the middle of my career, then that that was that was the thing that that took me from just being a pretty good uh, deal to being on top of the the top of the heap. So. Uh, it's very, very, very special. Dale Inman built a car for 1967, but it just wasn't as good as the 1966 Plymouth. Uh, somewhere along around probably 63 or 4, we'd, we'd had two cars. And we'd always build a new car over the winter, and we'd run in on the so-called, so-called super speedways. And the, the car before, we'd make the short track car. Well, we built a new car in 67 as good as we knew how. But we never could win with it. And finally, Rich got to winning with the, the, the 66 model, and it didn't want to lose. <laughs> you can imagine that the competition, as well as track promoters, were not happy with the 43 car sticking up the show. So they did something about it. They were waiting on us one time at um, at Richmond, too, at one of those deals. And uh, we had to run an inch plate. Uh, that might not have been in 67, but they was waiting on us one race. They used to call it Old Blue. So how did Richard Petty handle a one-inch plate on his race car that day? Kind of fell in because it was the hemming, you know, on a slick day and everything. They just took the horsepower away. So he was about, he could uh, he could run about three car lengths deeper into the corner and get on it about ten car lengths earlier. And he he made a mockery out of him that day. <laughs> but he was, he was real good. And Lord have mercy. Richard understood the car and everything. And he, he was pretty well teed off that day. <laughs> Richard Petty's son Kyle was only seven years old in 1967. But he remembers those days very well here's the, here's what i remember about the the this that season is every week my dad came home with a trophy and that's what you remember as a kid what you remember as a kid and i've, I've said this a million times that when we were little and would go to the racetrack with my sisters uh, my sister sharon and my sister lisa we that year i remember in particular we always had in our mind it's gonna be tough going home tonight in the car because we got to make room for a trophy uh, because you always, you made room for a trophy. Because my dad always took the trophies home. He never put them in the truck. They always went in the car with us. And it was like that year, it was like we couldn't get in the car without a trophy. There was always a trophy every week. Former crew chief and Fox Sports analyst Larry McReynolds says it would have been hard to not like Richard Petty even in those days because he was just such a likable guy. To me, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Richard Petty. You know, we talked about the 1967 season. I'm sure there were competitors that just growled at Richard Petty, but you know what? They respected him because he always raced them with respect. Yeah, he would race you as hard as anybody, and we know he had some of the rivalries, especially with David Pearson driving the 21 car, but I think everybody that he raced against knew that he was going to race them just like he wanted to be raced. And then I think when you look at the fans, even though there were probably fans in 1967, they were sick of seeing that 43 car win a race because of the type of person that he was outside of that race car. I think that's one reason that he he is so popular and that 
people knew that he was a hardcore racer, but he was a good person, whether it was inside that race car or outside. Join us next week for part four of Richard Petty Road to Royalty. We'll explore his unique image. Have you ever wondered why he wears those sunglasses and cowboy hat? The glasses come because my eyes are real sensitive to light. And uh, he used to wear goggles and stuff, especially when we first started running dirt and and uh, they'd get all fogged up and all the deals, so didn't get enough air in them. So started wearing the sunglasses and just just kept doing it and still do. Uh, the hat came about, I guess, uh, in the late 70s. Uh, Kyle, my son, had a uh, shop down there that uh, sold Western gear and stuff, and their guy from Charlie One Horse came by one day and trying to get Kyle to start selling his hats and stuff, and he said, you know, or give me a dad one of these hats, would he wear it? I don't know, give it to me and we'll try it. And, uh, and it's worked ever since. So uh, we've been with, it, with those guys since 1978, 79, somewhere along there. So it's just been a, a deal that you didn't set out to be what you are or do what you did. It just came and it came natural and it was easy for me. So uh, I just kept doing it. Hear more on that and a lot more next Tuesday on Richard Petty Road to Royalty. I'm Mike Bagley. Until then, have a great week. Richard Petty, Road to Royalty, is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the description and accounts contained in this broadcast must be with the express written consent of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad. Rubber-coated hardware for a better fit and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Napa.